Thank you for joining me today for a brief devotional to start your Monday morning. May your heart be strengthened by the truths you will hear. We're living in unprecedented times, a time like we never have before. This could truly be a life-changing moment, and that's worth a conversation on a Monday morning. Good Monday morning. I want to start this morning by reading Jesus's last prayer to the Father before he went to his heavenly home. It's found in the Gospel of John chapter 18 and it begins with verse 13. And again, I've been reading a lot out of the Message Bible this year, so this is no exception. But it goes this way. Now I'm returning to you. I'm saying these things in the world's hearing so my people can experience my joy complete in them. I gave them your word. The godless world hated them because of it, because they didn't join the world's ways, just as I didn't join the world's ways. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world but that you guard them from the evil one. They are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Make them holy, consecrate them with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world. I give them a mission in the world. I'm consecrating them myself for their sakes. So they will be truth consecrated in their mission. I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. The goal is for all of them to become one heart and one mind. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so they might be one heart and mind with us, then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them, so they'll be as unified and together as we are, I and them and you and me. Then they'll be mature in their oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and loved them in the same way you loved me. Jesus's last prayer was for the world to know him by our unity. And then listen to this at what happened in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 3 on the day of Pentecost. When the Feast of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. So all his disciples had been scattered after his death, but now they had come to one place and scripture says they were in one accord. What is that? It's unity, the same thing Jesus was talking about in John 18. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, and divided tongues like fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Isn't that interesting that the common denominator in both of these moments is unity? 
On May 24th, we were two months into the coronavirus and we were seeing unity like we had probably, ha probably hadn't seen since 9-11. We were watching as, as New York citizens would come out on their balconies at seven o'clock every night to clap for the first responders as, and the nurses and doctors as they would go into the hospitals. Then we watched as um, people from all over different cities would gather in the parking lots of hospitals and worship and pray. And I even remember one hospital in Cartersville, Georgia, where the nurses and the doctors stood on the rooftops. And we were seeing a unity like we had not seen in years. And then came May 25th. And we watched the horrific death of a man named George Floyd in Minnesota. And it was the straw that broke the camel's back because we had also witnessed the horrific death of Ahmaud Arbery and we had also witnessed the horrific death of Breonna Taylor. And so we had these um, heartbreaking moments of horrific injustice and death. And, and what happened is the unity we thought we had was exposed for um, probably the mirage that it really was. And in the middle of all of it was the day of Pentecost, the Feast of Pentecost. It was on May 31st that the church celebrated Pentecost Sunday. Do you know what I've learned about the Lord? I've learned that the Lord loves us enough to expose our hearts in order to heal our wounds. Many have prayed for years for God to bring one last more revival before he comes back. And what we had thought was just a scar left in our nation of racism. Jesus, I believe, allowed it to be exposed that it is still a gaping wound. And do you know what I've learned? And we say this at weekend, weekend Experiences all the time, Philly and I do, that God never reveals things to us until it's time and we're ready. And so what I believe God in his infinite mercy has done, has allowed us to reveal that there's still this gaping wound of division in our nation. And I believe he's allowed it at this time because it's time. And I believe that we're the people that can handle this moment. That is the faith I have in God's children right now. So what if God allowed this moment to come because he knows that a great awakening does not happen separate of unity? That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit was allowed to come in fire and set the world ablaze with the gospel of Jesus Christ because of the one accord that existed in that upper room. And I believe that is the moment God is inviting his people into now. So what does it require? I think it requires each one of us 
really searching our own hearts, not your brother's heart, not anybody else's heart, but we need to search our own heart and ask ourselves, Lord, is there any place in me that is broken in regards to unity? Some of us need to ask ourselves the question in regards to the churches that we go to and the denominations that we have, because we put more, more faith in our denomination th than in our Jesus. Some of us need to ask the questions of our own hearts in regards to our racial division and how we feel um, about our brothers and sisters that God's that are God's image bearers, whether they look like us, worship like us, speak like us, live in the same neighborhoods as us. This is the question God's people need to be asking at this time. And it's not a question that I need to be asking for you or that you need to be asking for me. It's a question that I have wrestled with in my own heart this week before the Lord. Friends, we live in a defining moment. But I'm here today to tell you that God is big enough and the God in us is big enough. And I believe he has allowed it at this time because he knows that we're the generation that can handle the tough questions. And we're living in a time of tough questions and that's okay because God has the answer for tough questions. So I invite you this week to ask the tough questions of your heart. And then I encourage you to have the courage to hear and then obey what God very well may be asking of you. We need one more great awakening. And I believe that you and I, God's children, in one accord, is the very key that can make it happen. If your heart was encouraged today, please know we have many other resources. You can discover all of them by visiting us at reclaiminghearts.org.